Hello and happy day. Have you reminded yourself to slow down today? To reduce the noise? To listen? My name is Igor, SF Walker, and I am here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. And today, we look at 21 Lessons for the 21st Century by Yuval Harari. An amazing look at the world we lived in, the one we live in, and the one that is just around the corner. Harari is taking us on a journey, both external and internal. And in part one, we'll look at the technological challenges and within the realms of disillusionment, work, liberty, and equality. In part two, we'll look at the political challenges. What is community, civilization, nationalism, religion, and immigration? What are the roles they play in our lives? In part three, takes us into the arena of despair and hope. Here Harari looks at terrorism, war, humility, God, and secularism. As the journey gets closer to the end, in part four, we look at truth, ignorance, justice, post-truth, and science fiction. And it all beautifully ends in part five with resilience, where we look at education, meaning, and meditation. At present, humankind is far from reaching any consensus on these questions. We're still in the nihilist moment of disillusionment and anger after people have lost faith in the old stories, but before they had embraced a new one. So what next? In the past, we humans learned to control the world outside us, but we had very little control over the world inside us. We knew how to build a dam and stop a river from flowing, but we did not know how to stop the body from aging. We knew how to design an irrigation system, but we had no idea how to design a brain. If a mosquito buzzed in our ear and disturbed our sleep, we knew how to kill the mosquito. But if a thought buzzed in our mind and kept us awake at night, most of us did not know how to kill the thought. Humans were always better at inventing tools than using them wisely. Democracy is based on Abraham Lincoln's principle that you can fool all the people some of the time. You can also fool some people all of the time, but you cannot fool all the people all the time. The questions have for a long time been what to do in order to prevent jobs from being lost, what to do in order to create enough new jobs, what to do if, despite our best efforts, job losses significantly outstrip job creation. But at which point do we realize what we ultimately ought to be protecting is humans, not jobs. In a famous interview in 1987, Margaret Thatcher said, there is no such thing as society. There is a living tapestry of men and women, and the quality of our lives will depend on how much each of us is prepared to take responsibility for ourselves. 
Unfortunately, at present, we're not doing much in the way of researching human consciousness and in ways to develop it. We're researching and developing human abilities mainly according to the immediate needs of the economic and political system rather than according to our own long-term needs as conscious beings. My boss wants me to answer emails as quickly as possible, but he has little interest in my ability to taste and appreciate the food I'm eating. Consequently, I check my emails even during meals, which means I lose the ability to pay attention to my own sensations. Though the challenges are unprecedented and though the disagreements are intense, humankind can rise to the occasion if we keep our fears under control and be a bit humbler about our views. Most people tend to believe they are the center of the world and their culture is the linchpin of human history. Humility. You are not the center of the world. If you feel overwhelmed and confused by the global predicament we find ourselves in, you are on the right track. Global processes have become too complicated for any singular person to understand. How then can you know the truth about the world and avoid falling victim to propaganda and misinformation? How do you live in an age of bewilderment when the old stories have collapsed and no new story has yet emerged to replace them? Who am I? What should I do in life? What is the meaning of life? Humans have been asking these questions from time immemorial. Every generation needs a new answer because what we know and don't keeps on changing. As a teenager, I was restless and troubled. The world made no sense to me and I got no answers to the big questions I had about life. In particular, I didn't understand why there was so much suffering in the world and in my own life and what could be done about it. All I got from people around me and books that I've read were elaborate fictions, religious myths about gods and heavens, nationalist myths about the motherland and its historic mission, romantic myths about love and adventure, or capitalist myths about economic growth and how buying and consuming stuff will make me happy. I had enough sense to realize that these are all probably fictions, but I had no idea how to find truth meditation. Don't do anything. Don't try and control the breath or read in any particular way. Just observe the reality of the present moment, whatever it may be. When the breath comes in, you are just aware. Now the breath is coming in. When the breath goes out, you are just aware. Now the breath is going out. And when you lose your focus and your mind starts wandering into memories and or fantasies, you remain aware. Now your mind has wandered away from the breath. This was the most important thing anybody had ever told me. The real enigma of life is not what happens after you die, but what happens before you die. If you want to understand death, you need to understand life. If you have enjoyed this video, please do like it, share it with the world, subscribe to my channel, and you can find a direct link to this book in the description below. Get it and read. Thank you. Love and respect.